0: In an overcrowded graveyard, the scream will rise. The Ghoulmates presents Not another spooky podcast. Oh. Hey Goldsters welcome back to Not Another Spooky Podcast, where I'm your ghost hostess Mandy Spooks, and you, my listeners and community, are the co-host. On this show, we fan ghoul over spooky pop culture and learn from it too. If you have always loved Halloween, horror, true crime, ghosts, or basically anything spooky, then you have found your spooky oasis. I know it's only been half a month, but ghoul, oh ghoul, have I missed you Goldsters I'm beyond excited about today's episode because we are grave digging in. Into a topic that I've been dying to cover since I started the Ghoulmates. You might not think it's spooky, but you're in for a surprise on how I managed to make this topic relevant for the premise of this podcast, and it is Gilmore Girls. While I found a way to find the spooky relevance of this show, I also believe it truly encompasses our love for autumn. So for today, I hope you'll give me the honor of being your official Stars Hollow tour guide. But first, let's get into some news and updates. Haunted house. I'll try to keep today's updates quick. I'm excited to share, we will be having a Spookmas watch party for paid subscribers in December. The official date and time will be announced very soon on the Only Ghouls Discord channel, but we will be watching Nightmare Before Christmas. Coming off of the Spookworm Club read of Long Live the Pumpkin Queen, I figured it was a perfect transition into Spookmas season. And speaking of Spookworm Club, my review of the Kiss Curse will be uploaded very soon in the next few days. So if you're listening and you don't want to miss out on The Spookmas Party, be sure to subscribe at the link in the show notes and send me a DM on Instagram to make sure you get access to the Discord channel and your ghoulster mail. All right, before we jump into all things Gilmore Girls, I thought we could share a cup of brew and talk about how we're keeping the spook alive. Since we are fangooling over Gilmore Girls today, I'm going to let you take one guess on what I'm drinking. Did you think about your guess? Guys, if you did not guess a very strong cup of coffee, can we even still be ghoul friends? (laughs) It may not be from Luke's Diner, but I have my very own version of Luke over here. He's grumpy, but he loves me to death. You might know him as Master. So Master brewed me a dark roast to really channel my Lorelei and poured it in my Luke's Diner coffee mug. This mug is like a hug in a mug. Honestly, oh my God, that rhymed so perfectly and I didn't even try, guys. (laughs) Okay, so I know I wasn't sure if I wanted to share how I'm keeping this book alive every episode moving forward because I wasn't sure if I'd have enough to share, but guys, I had no idea how much time I'd have for spooky fun stuff now that I'm prioritizing a work slash TGM slash life balance. I'm really glad I got to take these past two weeks for myself to indulge in all the spooky fun without feeling like I needed to quickly move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? So over the last two weeks, we celebrated Día de los Muertos. We went to First Friday in downtown Denver, which was an art walk. And we also discovered a new Latinx area in town. And my heart was so full. You may have heard me mention Yuri from Maristica Botanicals before. And the Swedish street by far was seeing her dance folklorico. She invited us to an event at this local cafe called um, Cultura Chocolate that sells Mexican hot chocolate and atole. And oh my God, guys, you have no idea how excited I am for the next snow day to live my best Mexican Colorado life where we can like drive to this cafe and get some champurrado and enjoy the snow. It's going to be a total vibe. Okay, anyways, as I mentioned, I've also been reading the Kiss Curse to wrap up spooky season and I can't believe I'm going to say this because it's been a couple years since I've been hooked on a video game, but my ghoul Nikki recommended an older game called Costume Quest and it is such... A Halloween, a Halloween vibe, guys. I'm really sad I didn't start it like during spooky season, but I highly recommend it if you're still experiencing post-Halloween blues. It's really thought out. It's got trick-or-treating, costumes, bopping for apples, tons of Halloween decor, and major fall vibes. Do I honestly need to convince you anymore? <laughs> anyway, if you want to keep up with how we're keeping the spook alive every day, you can follow me on Instagram at Mandy Spooks and not another spooky podcast. Okay, so I promised this new show format was to ensure I could bring you guys this learning session and like true quality that I originally envisioned for these episodes. So I was a little stressed about this episode because I was like, how do you do some kind of like learning historical session for a seven season series plus a mini reboot? And I realized that this specific learning session could be a little more of a spotlight on the spooky pop culture references in the series like, hello. It was so obvious, Mandy. So as you all know, a really big part of the dynamic between Lorelei and Rory is their amazing ability to communicate in sometimes sometimes dated and random pop culture references. Now, when you're watching the show, the spooky references feel like they are far like few and far between. But when you actually look at the show as a whole, the writers of Gilmore Girls had a pretty strong spooky background, Goulsters. Color me impressed. So I thought it would be fun to go through a list of spooky-esque references in the entire series of Gilmore Girls. Don't worry, it's not as long and overwhelming as it seems like it'll be. I, I tried to keep it very short for you guys. But in total, there are over 40 spooky pop culture references with at least... 30 of the movies actually being horror in Goma Girls. The rest range from like Bewitched to Harry Potter to Ghostbusters, which is still within our podcast. Repertoire, I would say, and it's quite the lineup if I do say so myself. So I will note one of the things I, or one of the major things I noticed was that a really good portion of those horror references happened throughout season one. So that made me wonder if there was a writer in the season that had a strong horror background and left, or if maybe they got feedback they needed to dial back the horror references. Which you know I don't, I I don't really like that option to be honest. But nonetheless, let's go through some of my favorites. Spooky pop culture references in Gilmore Girls. So right off the bat, the horror movie with the most references throughout the series was. Do you want to take a guess? I have a feeling we have some very, very well-versed Gillies in here. Oh, my gosh. We're going to call ourselves Gillies, guys, for this episode instead of Ghoulsters. Okay, so the movie with the most references was. The Shining. I was particularly proud of myself because I had just caught the first one when I restarted my binge. And it's in the second episode of season one when the grandparents are trying to weasel their way back into Lorelai and Rory's life. And Emily sends Kurt to install internet at their house. And Lorelai says, Well, we like our internet slow, okay? We can turn it on, walk around, dance, make a sandwich with DSL. There's no dancing, no walking, and we'd starve. It'd be all work and no play. Have you not seen the shining mom? End quote. I don't know that I did Lorelai justice, but you got the point. So I was really glad that I had just caught that when I started writing this episode. Um, The movie is referenced again in episode 11 of season one, twice in season two, and once in season six. That's a lot of shining references, guys. I also know that a lot of you are fans of House on Haunted Hill, and Lorelai watched this movie twice throughout the series, once with Max and once with Christopher. I have to say, I'm glad that she did not watch it again with Luke because then it's kind of like, okay, girl, you can't like share the same movie with all the same guys. (laughs) Okay, and this next one is like a three for one. So, bonus points on that, Gillies writers. In season four, episode five, Luke says, what a threat, boy, you're a real master of fear there, Ed. Look out, Jason and Freddy. And in season six, episode 17, Lorelai and Rory are watching Final Destination 3, and they have a full-on Halloween conversation, guys. I would switch voices for you, but I don't think... I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll master that. So we're just going to go with Lorelai said, okay, but see, I'm sorry. They did not even come up with a villain. No Freddie, no Jason. The villain is death. How lame is that? Who is seeing this movie? Rory says, apparently we are many, many times. Lorelai replies, but how can they make money off of that? I mean, where's the Halloween mask? Where's the costume? How can they keep, how can they keep making the same stupid movie over and over and over again? And then Rory says, Ah, Caesar, thank God. We desperately need something to put in her mouth. So what should we do after what should we do after dinner? And Lorelai says, Do you want to rent Final Destination 1 and 2? And Rory says, so many things wrong with you. End quote. Oh my gosh, guys, I realized halfway through that I should be reading faster, but also that was really hard. And that's because I was reading that. So I never realized how crazy it is that they actually memorized all those lines. <laughs> okay, honestly, goldsters, we probably could have an entire episode on spooky pop culture references in the show, but I think we'd much rather get into the real hearty, fangirling portion of the show. So before we move on, I'm going to warn you that I may or may not get emotional at some point in today's show. But oi with the poodles already, let's get into it. <laughs> Okay, so Gilmore Girls ran from October fifth, two thousand, to May fifteenth, two thousand and seven, with A Year in the Life premiering on almost premiering almost ten years later on November twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. The show was created by Amy Sherman Palladino, who is also the executive producer of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and. Bunheads which now makes so much sense why Sudden Foster was in the reunion if you're not aware um, Sudden Foster is the woman who plays like the main character in the Star's Hollow play they're putting together and she is the main actress in Bunheads you might also know her from Younger on TV Land I think with Hillary Duff Anyway, I'm starting to digress. Um, So, of course, the show has our leading ladies, Lauren Graham starring as Lorelai and Alexis Bledel as Rory. I'm going to apologize right now. I grew up thinking that Alexis's last name was Blydell. My mom has a tendency to mispronounce some celebrity names. And so, like, this is one of those because I'm pretty sure there's no I. It's Bledel. Another one is Henry Cavill. Rudy always laughs at that one. Um, So I apologize if I say it incorrectly, but we're just going to go with it moving forward from here. Okay, so the Rotten Tomatoes audience rating for this show was very low, in my opinion. It was 86%. I figured it would be higher. So the summary, according to IMDb, reads, a dramedy centering around the relationship between a 30-something single mother and her teenage daughter living in Stars Hollow, Connecticut. Okay, we're going to get into some of our usual interesting facts, but it feels very odd for me to be this far into an episode with no co-host notes so far. Like, is it even not another spooky podcast? <laughs> so let's go over a few polls before we jump into the interesting facts. So of course, my big thing is always, what team are you, right? So there were a few teams we could go, a few routes we could go with the team's question. So few Course first, we had to do Team Lorelai versus Team Rory. So I'm not surprised by this answer. 85% of you chose Team Lorelai. I feel like my answers to these are naturally going to show very clearly through the episode. But I'll go ahead and say right off the bat that I am definitely 100% Team Lorelai. And then the big question was really going to be, are you Team Dean, Jess, or Logan? Guys, I actually thought that I was going to guess perfectly on what team you guys were, and you really surprised me on this one. So the winner of this question was Dean. 50% of you chose Dean, and then 31% of you chose Jess, and Logan only had 19%, which is freaking crazy to me. Like, I for sure thought Jess was going to like knock it out of the park. Usually every Gillies girl I talk to Always says like, Jess was the one. Jess was the one. I rarely hear Dean was the one. So I was really surprised by that answer. I wish I had done a poll on which team you guys think that I'm on. I think it's the first time I'm so far from the same page as you Goldsters. but I'm actually team Logan. Look, Dean is a great guy. He was a great boyfriend for teenage Innocent Rory, but I think he's a little Boring for my taste I can see why Rory wasn't like excited by him especially once Jess comes around he's exciting but he's also not serious enough like the way he basically runs away was not cool he was never really really willing to like fight for her and then we have sweet Logan is he rich and entitled yes did the demise of Rory's character begin with him for the most part yes but if you really think about it he helped her break out of her shell and learn how to like actually live and also he's at the same level as her intellectually the way Jess was but also he's always been there for her like always without a doubt you know where his where where Rory stands in his heart and he's just always done right by her even if their final situation isn't the right thing to do which we will get into but anything wrong about their relationship is really on Rory in my opinion. Okay, I will get off my high horse now, (laughs) and I was actually surprised when I asked um, who your favorite secondary characters were. We all knew Luke would obviously be number one, but the second more mentioned character was surprisingly Suki. I mean, I love her, but I don't know, I guess I just expected a different answer, although I admit I don't know who exactly And since we are obviously covering this show in November, I wanted to know if you guys thought Gillies is a fall or winter show. So most of you were right, in my opinion, it is a fall show and 84% of you voted fall show 16% of you voted winter but guess what thankfully this show is long enough that you can binge it through both seasons and be correct (laughs) I prefer to start binging it in November to take me through the winter however I have to admit one ghoulsters comment was a great tip for our following loving hearts there she glows again said I actually binge this in the summer when I'm craving fall but it's not quite time end quote So I think that's great advice to take if you're ever having like a rainy day and you're nowhere near spooky season or fall season. You could just turn on Gillies, which is always comforting no matter what. All right. So let's get into some interesting facts, shall we? So this first one I actually learned by listening to Luke's podcast. Wait, what? Luke has a podcast yes Goldsters, that is right Luke well the actor who plays Luke has his own podcast and it is all about Gilmore Girls it's called I am all in with Scott Patterson and the premise of the show is for Scott to rewatch every episode and he has guests and talks about like what was happening behind the scenes during the episode and all that good stuff and I I stopped listening early on but it's pretty it's a pretty cool concept like a lot of older, like early O's shows are doing this right now. I know there's one for, um, One Tree Hill, which is a favorite, um, I forget which others, but there's a lot of them. I think there's even one for the OC. Anyway, uh, I learned through the podcast that Luke was actually not originally supposed to be a permanent character. He was only supposed to be on the pilot, but thankfully they quickly realized how magical the chemistry between him and Lauren Graham was and the rest was history. Another interesting casting note is that Liza Wheel, who plays Paris, actually auditioned to play Rory. Weird, huh? Like, imagining Paris as Rory. Anyway, the producers liked her so much, they wrote the part of Paris for her. Which is just crazy. Really wild. Let's see what else. Okay, this isn't a casting note, but it is about two cast members who actually later worked together again, which are Jared Padalecki and Chad Michael Murray. And this is, like, a bonus because it was a horror movie. So, yes, Jared and Chad later worked together in House of Wax, which was one of the movies that got me into being my spooky self later in high school. So Jared is a pretty spooky dude because he's also in Supernatural, but we all know that fun fact. But I do have one that kind of disappointed me and may ruin just a bit of the magic of the show for you. (laughs) So apparently Alexis actually hates coffee and all the scenes you see Rory drinking coffee in are actually Coca-Cola. Did I just blow your mind? Because I was not okay when I first learned this either. But to redeem her, I actually learned something great as well about her so DW Photo 2082 said i just read alexis blydell is latina and grew up speaking spanish makes me love it even more end quote and apparently this is true in fact alexis knows perfect spanish and her second language is english this really warmed my heart because as most of you know i'm a mexican-american and growing up i was bullied because kids assumed i didn't know spanish since i'm more light complected so all the scenes where rory is pretending to not know Spanish, are actually just great acting. Okay, we're almost done, I promise. So something interesting is that because of how fast the Gilmore Girls talk, as I mentioned earlier, the show scripts for this series were almost double the amount of pages for a normal show. And also on Netflix, the show's English subtitles are heavily edited to omit some lines or parts of dialogue to accommodate readers who can't read fast enough to keep up with the original dialogue. And I think one of my favorite things I learned was that the top view of Stars Hollow is also used in Pretty Little Liars, Witches of Eastwick, sorry, Witches of East End, The Carrie Diaries, Bidden, and Heart of Dixie. The set itself is used on Pretty Little Liars and Heart of Dixie, which honestly makes a lot of sense because I love Heart of Dixie and you definitely get the same lovable small town vibes from it. It makes me want to binge Heart of Dixie again. (laughs) And also, I know a lot of you love Pretty Little Liars. I did watch it when it first came out as well. And now I kind of just want to like take a little peep to see if I recognize any stars hollow spots. All right. So what is my history with this show? To be honest, it pains me to say this, but I actually didn't watch Gillies until a few years ago after I moved in with Rudy. Rudy. Much like a couple of our ghoulsters, I found it to feel slow and boring every time I watched it. Zimmy Miller's 2018 said, I've, wa- I've tried to watch it, but five seconds in, I gave up. Seems slow and boring. End quote. Similarly, Hop- Happy Haunts Library said, I find it boring and uninteresting. End quote. I cannot tell you guys how many times I restarted the show until I finally slowly got through up to season four. And then that was the point where I just couldn't stop. But now I've noticed every time I watch the show or like rewatch it, it feels more and more fast paced and less slow to me. Like I'm like, oh, my God, I had no idea this all happened so quickly. (laughs) Anyway, it's funny because Rudy actually hates this show so much because he can't stand the dialogue of the girls. But sure enough, every time I binge it, he tends to be around while I'm watching the Luke and Lorelai relationship moments. (laughs) But I digress. So I think the reason why this show resonated for me so much later is because I was watching after I had moved away from home and I really missed my mom. And watching the show, especially the early years when Rory's in high school, reminded me so much of being young and dumb. (laughs) Like, I'll never forget the silliest scene made me bawl my eyes out. There's a scene where a while after Rory has broken up with Dean, Lorelai pulls out a box of Dean's, like, Dean memories, and Rory's like, I told you to get rid of those. And Lorelai's like, I know, but I knew you might want them back one day after it didn't hurt so much or something along those lines. And the part, that part sent me so hard because my mom did the exact same thing to me with one of my first breakups. So this show was very much, no, not was, is very much a comfort show for me to feel connected to my mom. I told you guys it was going to be really hard to get through without crying. We're going to be okay. Okay, anyway, on the other hand, um, Luke and Lorelai couldn't be more similar to me and Rudy. Like, you guys see Master of Scaremonies and Mandy Spooks, and we're great. But also, Rudy is very grumpy, and Mandy is bubbly and loves pop culture and talking. I mean, life's short. Talk fast. (laughs) Let's be honest, guys. Have you ever heard anyone in real life who loves to talk as much as Lorelai does, like in real life, the way I do? I mean, I have a podcast by myself, (laughs) oh my god and I just realized it's literally centered on pop culture as well okay I think that that about does it I am the real life spooky Lorelai no objections please (laughs) okay anyway Rudy is just like Luke forever my grumpy barista listening to me ramble about crap that doesn't matter but still somehow still so crazy about me and how could a show really get much better than that for me honestly where I can have my mom and Rudy in the same place it's my happy place So every year I hit a point where I want comfort vibes, usually post Halloween, because I know I'm going to see my mom soon in December and I just need something to listen to while I'm doing things around the apartment, like decorating for Christmas, wrapping presents. I don't know, like I just tend to be more of a home body, like love doing things around the apartment calmly. Around this time of year. I don't know what it is. So that's when the binge starts. And then there are also times when I just need to ugly cry so hard like a masochist. I watch the episode. So what I do is I watch the episodes where Luke and Laura like get together just so I can get to the breakup part. Because their breakup is honestly, guys, like if you don't under like if you don't agree, I don't know if we can be friends, but their breakup is gut wrenching like it will make you ugly cry every time no matter what because you know how hard you root for them every time so the part when Lorelai calls him and he goes over and she's like I'm sorry I'm not the girl who calls you because she knows you'll come I won't be that girl and I'm sorry and it just kills me because we all know we can do that with certain guys but she's Lorelai and she's amazing and she's strong and she's not gonna be that girl (sighs) Ugh. And if I know you ghouls, I know that something, at least one thing I have said so far has resonated deeply with you. And that's why this show is so magical. Ghoulster Zimmy Zimmy Miller 2018 said, I don't like or love the Gilmore Girls. Never understood the hype, lol. Please explain, end quote. Well, ghoul, it's because this show is a love letter to womanhood. Oh my god, here I go again, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to take a deep breath. It's a love letter to womanhood. It's about motherhood. It's about growing up. It's about love and heartache and family, (laughs) and it's real. We all have family problems like Lorelai and her parents. We all fight with our parents no matter how much we love them. We all fall in love and have our hearts shattered at some point. And this show is about all of those things in the more realistic ways. It's not about the big moments, but the tiny ones like the box of relationship memories. And there's still so much I want to share with you guys, but let's take a little break from my emotions to hear why some of our goldsters love this show so much, too. So Samantha ESP said, love their mother and daughter dynamic and all the beautiful background sets, end quote. Oh, my God. Yes, we haven't even started to talk about the sets, you guys. But yes, that is the reason this show is such a fan favorite in this community, because the fall vibes and winter vibes are absolutely magical. Uh, kukita69 said love the mother-daughter chemistry end quote i think the important word in this was chemistry (laughs) yes the relationship is important but it wouldn't have worked if lauren and alexis didn't have such great chemistry and across the board i think the entire cast has such great chemistry together like no matter which two characters you're seeing they all just jive so well there She Glows Again said, I felt just like Rory, but then turned into Lorelei. End quote. I love this one so much. So, for those of you who don't understand this, um, Jess, who is There She Glows Again, felt like Rory and then evolved into Lorelai once she became a mom. And honestly, I can totally see her being a mom like Lorelei. Our Gulster Wild Rose 01 also said that was the reason she loves this show too. Yana Loves me, she said, I grew up with my mom and grandparents. My grandparents are so Richard and Emily. Plus, I named my daughter after the main characters, LOL, end quote. See, like I said, everyone can relate to this show in a different capacity. It must have been so interesting having Richard and Emily as grandparents. Halloween is my happy place said the closeness of Lorelai and Rory and their parents slash grandparents not to mention their friends co-workers and wider town. It's humor while covering common challenging themes such as communication respect and trust in relationships dreams and love end quote. Yes I feel like that one really supports everything I was saying and I love how Poppy used the word communication because that's such an important theme and I also just realized that one of the ones she mentioned that I didn't mention is dreams like part of growing up and like realizing your dreams don't pan out the way you expect them to is such a big part of the show. Essie Zun said the homie comfy feeling you get watching it the 90s early 2000s music the whole town has such great fall vibes plus Lorelai is just the best end quote. OK, this is interesting because I don't typically enjoy Like, I don't recall enjoying the music in this show, but I'll have to pay, bit, pay better attention now that I have that in my mind. Daniela Giman Photography said their love of coffee and books also because it all because it's all around funny. End quote. Um, OK, at the very minimum. That is more than enough reason to love this show, and it's such a big reason why so many of us love it. But of course, no show or movie is perfect, so I wanted to touch on some of the things we dislike about it for a second. I'm going to start with what I feel is the most important one. Uh, Samantha ESP said, Rory's character is very selfish, end quote. I couldn't agree with this more, and honestly, Rory's character arc is one of the most disappointing in TV history. Honestly, she starts off as this like lovable kid you're rooting for, and by the end, somehow is stringing a guy along, feeling entitled to jobs, and still having an affair with the guy she turned a proposal down from. Not to mention, she royally treated her mom like crap at one point. <laughs> and I don't know. I just don't understand why her character had to go the route that route. Honestly. And I feel like the demise of her character started when she felt entitled to Dean, even though he was in a relationship. And I think when Lorelai called her out on it and like that was the first time we saw Rory's True Colors show. And like the rest was history. It just like slowly got worse and worse. I feel like you guys are going to really hate me after this episode because of how much crap I talk about Rory. Anyway, on a lighter note, though, uh, there she glows again said the lies about how they eat laughing emoji they had spit buckets in real life dot 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 end quote preach girl that has always annoyed me about this show because it's so unrealistic how they look versus how they eat uh daniela gieman photography said the rushed ending to the show end quote i can definitely see that especially because i don't think any of us felt ready for it to end either so it was just like what is happening like we can't keep up with this Uh, Halloween is my happy place said I dislike that it is over and the season specials they brought to the table were more disappointing than delighting the snobbery of Richard and Emily sometimes the comments were was enough to soften their materialism and narrow-mindedness end quote okay I'm so glad somebody said this but I kind of agree about the special being more disappointing did I cry so much Am I happy with a Luke and Lorelai wedding? Duh. But guys, like I've said, Rory's character is such a disappointment. And also, I get that um, Lorelai and Rory were like always judgy but in the reunion it just felt like oh my god shut up and stop being so mean about everything um like just very snotty and entitled and I get as we get older we get like grumpier um and more that way but I never got those vibes from Lorelai specifically before like to that extent and I don't know I just found teasing the therapist for having a passion was mean and unnecessary as well as like I said how Rory drugged the Paul guy along But I will admit there were some great scenes to come of it. I really loved Emily's character arc. And I also really loved the scene where Jess pulled the Wi-Fi and the whole diner lost their crap. I thought that was so funny. And I, of course, loved when Luke was fighting for Lorelai, like giving his speech. And she's like, let's get married. I think I love that more than the wedding itself, to be honest. And I do want to take a moment to talk about Lorelai's wild mission. You guys... I always cried with her in that scene where she breaks down and calls Emily about her favorite memory with Richard. But rewatching it recently, I have to tell you guys that that scene is so accurate. I've talked a lot about how beautiful Colorado is, but that beauty really brings on so many emotions that you don't expect. I've been so emotional since I moved here. I mean, how many times have I cried on this podcast already, honestly? Um, But I really feel like, The beauty makes you wish everyone you love was there to see it with you. Like it makes it so much harder when you miss someone. I don't know how to explain it, but I swear it's a real thing. So seeing that scene killed me even more this time around. Um, And I just kind of wanted to share that perspective. Like I totally understand why that's what made Lorelai like realize how to process her emotions. Anyway, enough from me. Let's hear what some of your favorite scenes throughout the series were. Kukita69 said when they reconcile after being mad, when the doggy came in and Luke and Lore getting together, end quote. Oh my God. Yes, I do love when they reconcile and how Luke knows how much it means too, but I was still low-key mad at Rory. (laughs) And yes, it's so weird how Paul Anka becomes like a regular part of the show naturally and you don't even realize it. Uh, there She Glows Again said, Luke and Lorelai's first kiss and everything Luke and Lorelei. end quote. Yes, obviously. I think everyone would agree that it's everything Luke and Lorelai. Lalik <laughs> uh, said, every scene with Lane. It was rare to see an Asian actress on these kind of shows and she was so relatable in every way, end quote. I love this so much and I'm so glad that you brought this up. Um, it really... We all have those things of like feeling like we're not represented enough in media and we don't realize it when it's, I guess, happening for someone else. Like I never even realized how Lane could be so representative for other girls. So I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Some of my favorite scenes from the original show that weren't mentioned are when Emily and Lorelai do the fashion show together. Emily just looks so cute and happy, and also when they go to a bar together is really funny. I also really loved when Rory was trying to figure out what the life and death brigade was and Logan forces her out of her comfort zone to figure it out. Like, I don't mean the whole, like, you jump, I jump, Jack thing. Like, I just mean the actual, like, can you actually be okay without your phone, like, no pictures like it just really forces her to like just be in the moment if that makes sense another one too is when Lorelai graduates business school okay I guess I'm realizing now that all my favorites are the good moments with Lorelai and Emily (laughs) I also really loved Lane's wedding because of how far she comes and just like I don't know it's just really nice to see like how crazy everyone's journey is at that point and I actually really did love when we got to see Lorelai and Christopher together for just a minute even though I wanted her with Luke (laughs) honestly guys if I sit here and tell you all the things I love this episode would be five hours long okay I guess that means it's time for it's freaking bats all right so how many bats did Ghoulsters give this show Ghoulsters gave Gilmore Girls a solid four bats, and I'm going to give this show 4.5 bats. As I've mentioned, this show is a love letter to womanhood, and despite how much I dislike Rory's character, it is very realistic in the sense that none that no one can be the perfect person everyone expects us to be, especially women. I think the only reason I'm knocking it half a bat is because I didn't feel like the actual reunion episodes wrapped our favorite show up nicely with a bow. I mean, like, we were left with a major cliffhanger. And also, the characters didn't feel like the same people we fell in love with. I understand they were older, but I don't know, it just felt off in some sense to me and on that note if any of you are still holding out hope for a second part to a year in the life there is unfortunately no user confirmation but I have a feeling if they do that they'll probably skip ahead again for like a one-time update but who knows we may or may not ever find out if Logan is the daddy. (laughs) Okay, so I did have a nice memory of Gillies I wanted to share with you guys, but couldn't quite figure out like how to fit it in seamlessly. So I figured I'd wait till after it's freaking bats. So some of you may know this already, but Rudy and I actually had our honeymoon in California. Actually come to think of it, we have a TGM vault episode all about it. So I'll have to share that with you guys one day. But basically we did all the California things we always wanted to do. And one of them was the WB Studios tour. If you guys ever get a chance to do this, you totally should. One of the highlights is you get to see Central Perk Cafe. Anyway, you also get to go to Stars Hollow. It's obviously not fully in Stars Hollow mode, but you get to see the gazebo, where Luke, Steiner's, Luke Steiner was, and Lorelei's and Suki's house. Spoiler their one house uh, but my favorite part was their shop because that's where I get where I got my Luke's Diner and Dragonfly in mugs which I will for sure share on Instagram for this episode and those mugs honestly just mean so much to me because I already shared how much the show means to me and I got them on our honeymoon and for those of you in California or maybe able to travel I'm jealous because I think almost every year WB Studios has a Gilmore Girls Christmas event and I can't say more because it honestly upsets me so much that I can't go, but you can look it up. Um, it sounds really cool. They have like holiday themed merch. They have like, I think it's like Lorelei's house with Christmas lights. <laughs> it, it upsets me for so many reasons because like it's not guaranteed to happen every year. And then they announce it like so cl- so much closer to the event that it's like really difficult for anyone who has to make travel arrangements So I think like one year, I'm just going to have to like save in advance and like plan to go on a whim if it happens. Anyway, I hope that this episode brought you all the Gillies vibes your heart needs on this beautiful November day. If you somehow made it through this whole episode and weren't a fan of the show before, I hope we have inspired you to give it another try. This is just a reminder that Bloody Binge Worthy will be returning on December 1st as we fangool over the Vampire Diaries season four. If you're wondering how you could be one of my lovely co-hosts, like I mentioned in today's episode, you can follow the show on Instagram at Not Another Spooky Podcast to participate in polls and questions for upcoming episodes. And I actually smell snow. <laughs> I didn't know how to like add that in smoothly. I smell snow. So that is my cue to go back to enjoying my new Colorado Home with Master. Don't forget, you can catch a new episode of Not Another Spooky podcast on the 1st and 15th of every month. Until next time, sending you goals and kisses. Bye. <laughs>